wow, why am I coming in hostile against the Oscars? Well, hey, 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 before we get into any of that fun stuff, thank you for joining me. I am Peter A. DeLuca. I am your host of Dream Warriors Podcast, available nearly on every single podcast network. And if you haven't already heard, we are counting down. This is Countdown Episode 2. That is right, hopefully tomorrow we're going to do episode one, and I, I want to just sit down and talk to anyone, everyone about this uh, Netflix Velvet Buzzsaw movie because it, it is one of those movies I was, you know, kicking it in, kicking it up on social media. It was getting some traction, and I just I love when I see uh, when I see something from Netflix get traction, and I jump right into it, and I'm usually expecting to be entertained at the least, and it, Velvet. Velvet Underground or <laughs> or Velvet Buzz Buzzsaw did not uh, disappoint on that, so we're we're going to drill into that a little bit deeper tomorrow. And anyone anyone that is asking for the Elimination Chamber discussion uh, that might just transfer into a WWE update prior to me going to Raw, prior to Fastlane, and prior to WrestleMania, I might just do a. I might just do a current state of the union when it comes to WWE. Just a, you know, uh, both brands, uh, you know, even NXT. And just go through, like, the highs and lows. Uh, and just do, a, a you know, like, a, some quick takes on how I'm seeing things. And, uh, you know, passionately uh, mulling over discussing what is my favorite and why. Because, you know, WWE is that divisive and i love it because of that it's it, <laughs> wwe collectively cannot make everyone happy all the time and they seem to know it no one else does but uh, well maybe maybe me but anyway anyway we're talking the oscars and holy crap i i have to say i i i'm not sure i'm i think i watched the oscars last year or attempted to for dream warriors as well but this year, I sat through all of it. Uh, even called it a little bit of the red carpet. The red carpet ritual uh, has eroded. It, it's it kind. Of, I used to actually watch. It. I remember, like when when E was kicking it in, when E was everything, when E did all the the pre award shows, and then you know they would have Howard Stern, not not on the award shows, that just the Howard Stern program. And, you know, they had, like, almost like this, this late night edge. They had talk soup. E was lit. Uh, they just had a collection of content that uh, was really about the culture. And then I guess E, as a network, shifted into into creating the culture that, that they were commentating on. And, hey, whatever. Uh, you know, like, they became the Kardashian network. And, and more power to all people involved with the Kardashians because they truly built uh, an empire on top of an empire and it's it's when you drill into the mechanics of, of how that happened for them it's it's nothing but fascinating and it, it's nothing but hey high five big thumbs up because you're they're doing family wise what so many families uh try and do and you know i i believe there's more lessons to be taken away from the kardashians when it comes to legacy and family building than 
uh, people give it credit for and knock it. But anyway, that, that's a little bit of a side tangent. Maybe one day we'll have a, Karda- a Pete's hot take on the Kardashians episode <laughs> with some history. So the the red carpet for the Oscars, it's you people like they fight tooth and nail to get a glimpse of an actor you know mostly an actor mostly an actor mostly an actress no one cares about the cinematographers and to to see what they're wearing to get a picture and it's it's a little bit of one upsmanship so you kind of have like three rules of thought when it comes to what you're going to wear to the red carpet one's going to be classic classic streamlined but updated and you know we get a lot of the men doing this with just straight up tuxes Aquaman last night was wearing like almost like a pink suede tux and I kind of looked like he had a crunchy crunchy Jason Momoa had a crunchy uh, scrunchy scrunchy <laughs> I wonder if he had a banana clip too so like you know we, 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 we get things like that and then we we get uh like the experiment which is just something completely ridiculous. And we got that last night too. I believe a guy, I don't know who it was, showed up in a complete tuxedo gown. So the 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 belly button up was tuxedo. And the belly button to the ankles was uh, a ballroom gown. Uh, all black though. Uh, it was It's kind of like something to see. But anyway, and I think, you know, he was getting credit for a hashtag doing your own thing. You be you. And I, I, there's no way he could ever be faulted for that. And then, then you have the train wrecks. Chadwick Boson last night with his weird getup. I, 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 he had tails, but had like a long scarf. Uh, nothing was comp- complimentary to his form. He actually looked frail and skinny in what Chadwick was wearing. Um, you know, and w- then when it comes to the women. We kind of have, again, we have an experiment, we we have classic, but then we also have uh, almost like a nothing, like a pit pack, like a uh, um, dressing down. And the, the dress down Oscar take definitely came from Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone showed up in guest gear when, and everyone like flipped out. And, you know, for, for a version of that, this year was definitely Sharice Theron, who was in like a she almost looked like seven of nine from star trek but she was in a completely dressed down streamlined version of a gown that was gray that uh, you know it was form-fitting but it was strictly that it, it had nothing else to it i thought i think she looked the best the entire night and then we had um you know a couple uh razzle dazzle dresses and then we had like a couple nice black streamlined dresses i should have taken a, lo- a couple notes on exactly um you know what i liked from that but i, I don't think we listened to dream warriors in 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 the hopes of <laughs> you know Side note, my um, my microphone sound wave just went up. What are we doing here? Uh, am I getting full volume here? I don't think I may not be getting full volume, everyone. I apologize. I, I apologize if I'm com- coming in low, but anyway, yeah. So, when it comes to all of that stuff, okay, uh, my volume's looking good now. I may, uh, we may have some uh, sound issues earlier in this episode but I'll, I'll do my best through the editing to fix that but okay so 
when it comes to the Oscars, where where did I like fall off? Where did I, you know, like begin to uh, get disenchanted with everything that that was happening? And I really, I still go back. I, I will move right back to the moment because I I do have it up here, <laughs> and it's going to be when Shakespeare in Love won, and Shakespeare in Love won in 1998, and you know I was just coming out of of high school at that point so this 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 was like a formative year for me where uh i was you know mostly working in kitchens and drawing uh you know kind of on and off with with women uh there was a few if if i go see who's who and what year was which gets a little bit cloudy in in my eyes but (laughs) no in in my mind uh, so it's it's hard for me to exactly line up, but the, as far as I understand it or remember, there was no one that was a um, like a pure standout. Uh, I may have had a girlfriend at that point. Uh, I want to say maybe between '99 and 2000. Uh, you know, began to have like almost like my first serious girlfriend. But Shakespeare in Love won over Saving Private Ryan. And Saving Private Ryan uh, is still holds to like one of the greatest sequences when it comes to war and what the the threat of life and like death and and just having a hopeless situation put in front of you. There's no situation that uh, is portrayed as accurately as the beginning of Saving Private Ryan. But Saving Private Ryan as a movie does have an arc. You know, it does stray a little bit uh, because you, it, it becomes kind of like a quest movie. Uh, but the, the grittiness, the rawness, the, um, you know, again, like the slow execution of, of the squad one by one. Uh, it, it, you were heartfelt for every single death in that movie. There was no death that didn't go on... Um, you know, like, unfelt. You really experienced a lot while watching that movie. And, you know, the Weinstein and Co. with Miramax came in with, like, a, a, a complete upset, complete shocker with Shakespeare in Love. Now, when we talk about the Oscars in the 90s, this is, the like, the second best block in Oscar history. Uh, 20 years earlier, we ended the greatest Oscar block, which was the 70s. And if we go back to the 70s, and look, I'm connecting dots here where we're going to go, go, and we're, look, we're talking Oscars, we, we're not really going to go through the list of everyone that won last night and why, because, um, like I said, the Oscars just do not put movies like, no one's even making Oscar-worthy movies that I even want to see on the surface level that I'm even curious about. So, me wanting to see the Oscar movies and then sit down and watch and see who wins is such a crazy thought to me. Because these movies, are they're definitely not made for people who appreciate cinema and storytelling. They're, they, they're made, not saying that they don't have elements of that, they definitely do, but they're not made for that. And I like movies that are movie movies. I like movies that have something. There's something beyond the surface. And these, to me, these are all surface level movies. Not saying they're not entertaining at points. Not saying that they don't have highs and lows, but even room. Room was a movie I heard so much about that uh, when I finally got to see it, I was excited. Again, Miracle of Netflix, thank you. Uh, Room, with the last episode of Dream Warriors, completely confounded. It baffled me that this movie could get even enough attention to put Brie Larson in an Oscar 
category, let alone win the Oscar. It befuddles me, but okay. If we go to the 70s, 19, starting with 1970, we're going 1970 to 1979. Uh, first movie, we got Patton. Okay, Patton, look, look, look at the movies that Patton beats out. Airport, Five Easy Pieces, Love Story, MASH. 1970 is one of the most stacked uh, Oscar runs, okay? I mean, every single one of those movies I just named easily could have won multiple Oscars. Uh, they all were back Best Picture worthy. Believe it or not, the, if I could pick one other than Patton, it would be Airport. Because to me, Airport just moves and it's ready, but it's almost like part action movie. And they didn't look at action movies that way. It doesn't matter though. Okay, the next year we had French Connection. <laughs> this is what French Connection was up against: Clockwork Orange, Fiddler on the Roof, The Last Pixar Show, Nicholas and Alexandra. Of those, the one that I would swap out for French Connection would be The Last Pixar Show. I adore Last Pixar Show. And then look, look here we go. We got The Godfather. We have The Sting. We have Godfather Part Two. We have One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Uh, Milos Foreman, who directed that, did pace away this, this following year. Then we have Rocky. Then we have Annie Hall. Deer Hunter. Kramer versus Kramer. Look at what Kramer... I'm just... Again, Kramer versus Kramer was up against all, all that jazz and Apocalypse Now. All three of those movies are absolute master, masterpieces. They... And they're so different. They're different in just even the optics. Just seeing a still from each. They're so different. 80s 80s are the 80s. Uh, 80s are kind of like all over the place. But then we hit the 90s. Okay. How many of these movies have you already seen? Now given these movies have circulated. Uh, you've had time to see these movies. You've had time to learn and hear about these movies. Okay. You know, like, given when, when we get to the future criticisms of the modern-day Oscar winners. But, look, we have Dances with Wolves. Silence of the Lambs. Unforgiven. Unforgiven is also up against Crying Game, A Few Good Men, Howard's End, and Scent of a Woman. Of those, uh, definitely Crying Game uh, maybe should have won. But uh, Unforgiven winning is, is just fine. Then we have Schindler's List. We have Forrest Gump, Braveheart, The English Patient, Titanic, Shakespeare in Love, and American Beauty. Shakespeare in Love beat out Elizabeth, Life is Beautiful, who previously won that year for Best Foreign Film, Saving Private Ryan, and Thin Red Line. I would have been more than happy if Saving Private Ryan won. Spielberg won that year also, but... Uh, Thin Red Line is legit. And if Thin Red Line upset was the upset, I, w I would have been great with that. Because Thin Red Line is just uh, poetry. It's poetry. Uh, it's not even cinema. It's just poetry. Okay. And then, look, we hit the 2000s. 2000s are so much like the 80s. Uh, it just seems all over the place. But let, let's hit the, the, the 2010s. Because now we're nominating 10 or, you know, we're nominating up to 10 movies. Okay, so we have The King's Speech, you know, who was up against Toy Story 3. Like, what is that all about? Who right now is watching The King's Speech? I know people watching Forrest Gump. 
Then we have The Artist. Okay, you know, silent movie. Needs to come in every once in a while. Same as, as a musical. You know, like, you can, you can argue that 2011 had a very uh, low year. There, it was a lowly year. So, the most artistic movie winning that people seem to maybe like, that maybe had some box office traction, sure, give it to the artist. Then we have Argo. Okay. Um, like, Argo kind of up against the Django Unchained. Zero Dark Thirty. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. The Django Unchained was, again, visceral. And that movie held you at times. It literally held you. Um, Argo, there's nothing I've read. There's Zero Dark Thirty, even Silver Linings Playbook, even Life of Pi, and the the Django Unchained. I remember those movies all the way through and there's scenes that stand out there's moments that stand out life of pi too uh masterpiece life of pi is a masterpiece but argo wins then we have 12 years of slave then we have birdman uh then we have spotlight then we have moonlight then we have shape of water and now last time we have the green book no one has told me that they want to go see green book no one has told me that they want to go see Black Klansman. Everyone I know seems to have seen Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, I know a lot of people with Netflix. No one's seen Roma. <laughs> uh, and everyone I know seems to have seen A Star is Born. Now for this year, A Star is Born definitely seemed to be the movie. But whatever. That doesn't even get like a shake at the Oscars. Last year, for The Shape of Water, uh, everything seemed to be marching towards the room at one point. And that was completely just left off the radar. There's few movies here that I think people want to see, even if they're stacked. Even if we go through 10 nominations. There's few movies here that are being continuously consumed, uh, analyzed, and thought through. Um... Look, if we go to the 2000s, so we still have Gladiator, A Beautiful Mind, Chicago, Return of the King, Million Dollar Baby, Crash, Departed, No Country for Old Men, Slumdog Millionaire, and Hurt Locker. Now, you can say the, the, the top stack of that, you know, from Gladiator, Beautiful Mind, Chicago, Return of the King, people are still watching those movies right now. DVDs are still selling People seem to be excited if they're available on stream. Million Dollar Baby Crash Departed. Departed is becoming like a, another, you know, Goodfellas. But then we have Million Dollar Baby Crash, No Country for Old Men, Slumdog Millionaire, and Hurt Locker. No one really seems to be interested in these movies at all. Uh, 2009 uh, was Hurt Locker. It definitely should have went to James Cameron for Avatar. I'm, I'm completely whatever. Uh, it it should have went. And then we had, like, like even 2007, No Country for Old Men wins, but it's up against Atonement, Juno, Michael Clayton, and There Will Be Blood. In no way is No Country for Old Men uh, comparable to There Will Be Blood, because one is a well-made movie, but the other is uh, a movie. It is a, it's an, ex it's an experience, okay? One is, like, a movie it's cinema 
it's alter it, it's it is a single vision uh it and it gives you everything a film could that's there will be blood uh you know like it i just view the competition and what's stacked uh up against these movies for i mean like even technically lord of the rings could have swept like three years it, it return of the king the two towers you know two towers versus chicago i don't know <laughs> i would watch two towers any day of the week over two towers i mean over chicago uh gangs in new york was 2002 also uh gangs in new york would have won if it had if it stuck its ending the the ending for gangs definitely uh yeah blah and then we have beautiful mind okay so beautiful mind's great um i never finished watching that movie i i, I get kind of like bored with it but it was up against fellowship of the ring and uh it was also up against in the bedroom and moulin rouge in the bedroom uh i 100 percent love that movie and then moulin rouge but you know boz Luhrmann from romeo and juliet uh i would have loved it if moulin rouge won in 2001 but again when we hit the modern day movies i really never even cared about shape shape of water when it comes to Lacer nominees the only one that stood out that i just wanted to see just boom as i heard about it was phantom thread boom okay moonlight wins uh i don't know arrival hacksaw ridge hell or high water i mean la la land la la land i i thought did not have a point you can go back on dream warriors to you know go go through that episode that might have been a, it, it, that episode may have been in in the 60s the the year that spotlight wins 2015 we're going back a cu- couple years the revenant loses <laughs> we have mad max fury road uh bridge of spies which is just uh atrocious uh, it, it's, it's amazing that film even got recognized uh the big short which is a awesome movie but it's 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 a it's it's a filmed article it's just an article and it, and it has good character like character actors or everyone's playing a character in that movie it's just fun to watch but the big short uh, no way is oscar worthy at all so even in 2015 the Revenant is seems the only movie that is a experience. Um, whatever, like it's just it, it, these Oscars. The, the the idea of the Oscars is just becoming a joke. And last night, so you know, we get the Captain Marvel trailer before the movie opens. Captain Marvel right now on the anticipation meter on Rotten Tomatoes is at twenty nine percent. That it dropped twenty. 20 31 percent from a week ago or 21 percent it was like 53 54 a week ago now it's 29 percent but we get you know cool awesome you know like hype movies let's go see movies but we get the captain marvel trailer before the oscars start uh brie larson and samuel jackson presented together later that night uh, brie larson looked stunning she looked hot i mean like she was incredible looking she was probably one of the best looking females on that red carpet or during during the awards um she had just just like again razzle dazzle silver sparkly dress i think who someone else had a um i think jennifer lopez also had a razzle dazzle 
dress and one was like more proper sequence and one was more like a mosaic sequence it's just incredible looking but anyway and she she looked hot she's laughing and smiling and they pre i think they presented to spike lee who completely um just spike lee is a literal cartoon like joke i came and looked that guy in the face and take him seriously um i know he got upset after the award show when green room wins and he's i don't i ain't really looking i just saw some of the headlines but i guess he he's he he was pissed and he said a couple of things you know they call some of the articles are headlining that he's a sore loser whatever you know like hey it's competition people people get into it i don't fault him for that i would like it if he trashed the, if he fully went in on green room <laughs> i would love it if he did that because like you know like like spike you're showing me you you have blood other than just being a um a political hack like you, you know like you you actually have feelings you're 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 just not repeating things for your entire career uh the problem with black Klansmen is and and these a lot of these movies i seem to be getting nominated winning and and all this other stuff it, look there, there was another article i think cnn cnn has uh the academy awards didn't have a host but it made up for it in a night of in a night marked by inclusiveness and first okay that, that that's what cnn has like i get it i get it like a uh, wide range of people did seem to win last night um yeah and that's a part of the the, the heightened drama um staying power of the oscars is you can always argue people really deserved it i believe that there's absolutes when it comes to execution and definitely uh irrefutably there's opportunities for people to wholeheartedly always deserve it again like usual suspects winning for best screenplay yeah, there's no other movie that came close screenplay wise than usual suspect that calendar year i apologize um you know like e even when it comes to annie hall versus star wars Annie Hall definitely is is it's a poignant movie. It's a it's a it's a movie that moves you in the way that the visceral aspect of Star Wars doesn't. Um, being dazzled by special effects uh, doesn't get you the Academy Award. You you have to uh, infect the human condition and and be uh, befriend the human spirit with Academy Award winning level movies. Uh, Star Wars versus Annie Hall. I, I'll pick Annie Hall like any day of the week. Um, it's hard for me to even to watch uh, Star Wars New Hope nowadays. Uh, it, to me, it, it just comes off as, as hokey and they're on the desert planet like more than half the movie. And I, I'm just like, I'm done with this. That's why I like Force Awakens. Force Awakens at least is jumping all over the place and we get these different environments rather quickly and a ton of different aliens and just you know like just fun to look at okay so anyway but you know like spike lee's only position is that he he needs to make this politically driven movie to get attention and to to um you know like it would be different if he made a movie of today with uh with a point in education to it uh, because i believe movies should entertain and be educational those, those are your top two requirements for uh, a, a great movie experience uh even if it's like lord of the rings where it's all fake it's all made up but there's still things that you're learning about while you watch lord of the rings um you know and this just doesn't come from like exposition if you want to learn about how the art world works on on the highest level velvet buzzsaw will educate you it will show you that so this is what i'm talking about 
when Spike Lee makes a movie, okay, that is strictly about <laughs> it's 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 about racism in an era like you know if you made a, a movie about racism today and he says this movie was timely people would be like yo okay yo awesome fantastic but he can't because it doesn't exist it doesn't exist i mean it's not not that it doesn't there it doesn't um you know from from person to person yes it does i i believe that but when it comes to it being like a cultural movement, like a cultural problem to where it was in the 60s, because it was strictly cultural, then, uh, you know, but if you make a movie that depicts things that happened in the 60s, and you say it applies today, it makes no sense. It doesn't add up at all. It's, it's loose, it's lazy thinking, and it would never work for Spike Lee, because Spielberg trying to pull that card last year with The Post, uh, you know, comparing it to trump attacking you know fake news uh if it doesn't work for spielberg it's not going to work for you buddy not even sorry like you can't guilt that many people you can't okay so you know um green green book wins no big deal spike lee flips out uh tina fey amy palmer and the voice of the um the female hormone monster in big mouth on netflix opened the show you know they they come through with a pretty quick uh knock on trump like that was expected, um, you know. And then, like, it, it, we, the show's marching on, and it's just it's it's all mushing and blurring together for me. But the one little thing that, <laughs> that really stood out was that the best documentary, uh, or one of the best documentary nods, uh, Rose the Rose Ginberg, it's called RPG, but the Rose Ginberg documentary. Uh, I didn't even know that thing was out. Like I even had to look it up as as, as I was watching the ceremony. That documentary has a song, and that song was nominated for best song because they performed the songs throughout the course of the night. Uh, all the songs always suck when it comes to Oscar songs. I did like the the Star Is Born one, the Bradley Cooper one. Um, okay. <laughs> when was the last time a documentary had a song? Like a, a original song, let alone a original song good enough to be nominated. Like it, 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 that's just so crazy to me. And yeah, you know, and I guess like the forces rallied around her because it's it's Ruth Ginsburg and and we need her. And you know, like even though the woman is is pretty much on her deathbed, hasn't been photographed or seen for quite a while, and we're just waiting. And then I think a lot of the Democrats and a lot of the left. Um, they're they're going they're freaking out because you know Trump can't get like another nomination for the Supreme Court because you know they're thinking you know it's going to be Adolf Hitler that's going to walk in there and um, you know now run the the Supreme Court with an iron fist. I don't really know. Look, you know, like those things shouldn't really even affect your product if you're trying to make something to entertain. Uh, developing uh, precepts and ideas of what is entertaining. Uh, and poignant and, and educational uh, should come first. And there's just so much today, even while I was watching the Oscars, that just doesn't seem that. Um, I'm going to make one final point. Uh, I'm not even going to go through my notes. I mean, I'm Because we're going here. <laughs> we're, going, we're already 31 minutes deep in the Oscar conversation. But look, look. The, the sheer idea, people, look, everyone knows I love comics, and everyone's like, oh, aren't you excited about uh, Into the Spider-Verse and Black Panther? Uh, you could have two 
two superhero movies win for like the first time. Okay, Into the Spider Verse is I thought was completely overhyped. Uh, completely, if you did not um, know about the concepts of that movie going into it, you would not be able to watch that movie. Into the Spider Verse is unwatchable. With that being said, <laughs> is Black Panther unwatchable? It is definitely not. Okay, it is a fun, entertaining action movie. Uh, the the person that won best costume design was talking like Wakanda is like a real country. Leon was talking about like it's it's this thing and it's it's like oh my god like no no people <laughs> Wakanda is made up everyone. It would be great if they made a realistic movie about the uh, the trials of Africa like for sure about the. Um, you know, make a movie that educates people on why that country is in, in, in um, you know, uh, endless poverty, okay? Um, you know, make a movie that shows us the parts that are good and, and tell us why. And even guess, like, guess a little bit to, to why. You know, because you still have to make a movie. It has to be entertaining. But make it uh, in that movie, too. Show us the low. Show us why things are low in Africa. Okay. Saying Captain, uh, saying Black Panther is it's this African movie. And it's it, 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 it's crazy. It's crazy. Wakanda is a made-up place. So anything in that place is not even an allegory. Uh, we're, we're taking some things, some textures from reality and and we're trying to convince you it's a real place and that's about it but black panther even being nominated is so much of a joke to me uh compared to infinity war see great movies are one step ahead of the audience now black panther had a good ending and they had a good hook by the end but it was still black panther versus black panther at the end of that movie the the technology and the economy of Wakanda was very loosely explained. There, there was just no. They didn't even try and sell it to you. Okay, the the mechanics of how the dome works and how people uh, can't just walk up to it. Okay, never was explained. Uh, they, they, these are some of the things they could have got into. Okay, uh, they could have even, but whatever. Infinity War is is consistently one step ahead of the audience uh since infinity war came on demand because i bought that pre-ordered that movie nearly after uh, i saw it and now it's on netflix people will just see it available in my library or they'll see it like on netflix and they'll put it on um i had a party here a couple weeks ago and we ended the party watching infinity war and everyone was into it nobody wants to watch black panther they don't because it's not that type of movie. There are so many nuances and details and things to pick up while you're watching Infinity War. Now, believe, given it's extremely inside baseball, meaning there's some explanation that goes along with Infinity War. This is also uh, one of the ways how I view Civil War to be a failure. Uh, I do, you know, I will echo that in, uh, I will project that right into Infinity War. But with that being said, Infinity War thrills. It thrills. Okay. It gave us a, a, a character. It gave us uh, Thanos to me is not from the comic. Okay. Because that version in the movie is not from the comic. That version is that version. 
okay? They created a new Thanos and made it better than anything in the comic. I am sorry, but the Black Panther in Black Panther is as good and maybe a little bit less better than some of the comic book interpretations. Christopher Priest, Marvel Knights, I'm looking at you. That was one of the best runs. Probably the best run we'll ever see of Black Panther. Now, and I know that that's a very like it's tough to kind of that's very uh, like a bubblegum way of um, comparing the two, but that's that's just a little bit how I'm reading it. Infinity War not being nominated is it's tough. It's 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 incredible that that movie was not nominated. It's incredible that movie didn't win best special effects or and or be Infinity War sure got three big nominations for best score, best special effects. Best animated film and best picture. Yeah, because Infinity War practically is an animated movie. But hey, 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 everyone, Dream Warriors, I love you. Find me on social media, aka Pad, aka Pad13 on Instagram, aka Pad on Snapchat, aka Pad.com. I love you. That countdown is going. Uh, final countdown episode is next. Then we're going to go to episode 000 for the big announcement. I love you. Rock and roll.